Shout out to everybody out there. Welcome to The Last Dan. It's Groundhog Day. And if you guys are aware, you know, it's a tradition that started in Pennsylvania back in the days, supposedly in the 1700s, where uh, German settlers, might have been Dutch also, during the winter, you know, if a groundhog sees its shadow, that means six more weeks of winter. But if the groundhog doesn't see its shadow, then that means we get spring early, baby. And today, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow, which means he's predicting we're going to have an early spring. So, <laughs> shout out to Groundhog Day, the movie by Bill Murray, too. Classic where, you know, my man wakes up and every day's the same day. Nothing changes regardless of what he tries to do, man. And it feels like that's going on with Washington football fans. You know, last year, they got rid of Daniel Mark Snyder, a guy considered by many to be the worst owner of the 21st century. Maybe Donald Sterling. <laughs> you know, I, I would say he's number one, but I mean, Daniel Snyder ain't that far behind him. And, you know, he was forced to sell his teams after years of, you know, underachieving allegations, controversy. Josh Harris and his ownership group buy the team for over $6 billion. And they, you know, they promise to change things around. The Washington, D.C. area is one of the most populated areas in America. They're very passionate about sports. It's the nation's capital. You would hope they would have a marquee franchise in sports, but hasn't happened so far, you know, in recent memory. <laughs> so Josh Harris is supposed to, you know, change things around. And in the off season, it started well. They fired Ron Rivera after he went four and thirteen, which guaranteed them the second pick in the draft. They hire Adam Peters from the San Francisco 49ers. Many people considered him to be the top general manager candidate. So it looked cool. Like, oh, man, second pick. Looks like you can get a talented quarterback, whether it's Drake May, you know, or Jaden Daniels. Hey, you got the marquee general manager candidate that everybody wanted. And then, hey, the assumption was that they would get Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, one of the most innovative play callers in the NFL today. But after the Lions choked in the NFC Championship game to the San Francisco 49ers, supposedly he decided to fall back. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN also reported that uh, he was asking for, I guess, too much money, but he never specified how much. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk at NBC Sports believes that Schefter is carrying water for the Washington organization because they're embarrassed that they didn't get their top candidate. And then Bobby Slowick, the Houston Texans offensive coordinator, signs a new deal, gets a pay raise, stays in Houston. Mike McDonald, the defensive mastermind of the Baltimore Ravens, their defensive coordinator goes to the Seattle Seahawks on a six-year deal. And... Kind of looked like Washington was stuck, so they decided to hire Daniel Patrick Quinn. 
That's right, better known as Dan Quinn. You know, Daniel Snyder and Daniel Quinn, they like to be known as Dan. They want to be down, but they're not, they not like the last Dan. You see, I'm a real Dan, born and raised. They're Daniels trying to be Dan's. And you got to watch out for those wolves in sheep's clothing, okay? Because, hey, Dan Quinn, he was 43 and 42 as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, most famous for tricking off the 25-point lead in the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots, you know, biggest trickery in Super Bowl history. And after that, wasn't a head coach, worked as a defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. He did construct uh, very good defenses with them. They were always up there in takeaways, you know, getting to the quarterback. They were up, always up there in sacks and pressures and all that. But, hey, man, they just flopped in the playoffs and gave up 48 points to the Green Bay Packers. And this is who you want to lead your organization. Good luck. I don't see it, man. Hey, my dad is down with this move. <laughs> and that's another bad omen. He was down with the Carson Wentz trade. I told him, hey, man, the Eagles gave up on him and the Colts gave up on him. You think this organization can save him? He was out of here after one year. He was down with the Eric Bieniemy move. I said, hey, man, this brother's never been a play caller and you want him to develop a young quarterback with no experience? Flopperoni, he is under contract until 2024, the end of the 2024 season. So we'll see if Daniel Quinn decides to keep Eric Bieniemy. But hey, man, so far, it ain't looking that good for me. And I've seen a lot of people looking at Daniel Quinn and, um, you know, the type of coaching staff he had. When he was the head coach of the Falcons, there was a time in 2016 where his offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan, now the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Assistant head coach was Raheem Morris, now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Quarterbacks coach was Matt LaFleur, now the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Office assistant was also Matt LaFleur. And then he had another offensive assistant, which was Mike McDaniel, who is now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And a lot of that goes to hiring Kyle Shanahan. He put his boys on because a lot of these brothers were also on the commanders in 2012, 2013, when Mike Shanahan was the head coach. So I would give more credit to this coaching tree to being a, you hired Kyle Shanahan, which was smart, and he put his boys on. So... What are you going to do for offensive coordinators? Supposedly, Chip Kelly's in the race for offensive coordinator. So if they brought in Daniel Quinn, who's burnt, and then you hire another burnt brother in Chip Kelly, hey, we'll see. But to give Daniel Quinn his props, he, you know, supposedly talked to other people in football to try to figure out why did he fail as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons he wanted to learn from his mistakes and try to improve, and I respect that. He wants to be better at his craft. We'll see. People give him credit, including Micah Parsons, a lot of his you know, former players. They say he's a great leader of men, great energy. You know, he's always down to talk to you, you know, not just as a coach player, but as a friend, someone who cares for you. Schematically, he does know what he's doing, you know, for the most part. Until he played against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, you know. He's the defensive coordinator of the Legion of Boom back in the day. 
when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl and then choked the Super Bowl to the Patriots. So, hey, we'll see how it goes. I'm not praying on his downfall, but I'm just saying, hey, we went from one geeked up Daniel to the in the area. Is this another geeky Daniel that wants to be a Dan? I think it might be, but I'm hope I hope I'm wrong. So we'll see. We'll be following the Commanders throughout the season. You know, I'm fooling with football again. I used to be a massive Washington Redskins fan until 2013. I graduated from college and said, "Hey, man." Let me get off that narcotic and get serious about my life. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could come back to the organization. Like I said in this offseason, like, oh, you get Adam Peters. If you get Ben Johnson, then you get a dope quarterback. I'm back. But they hired Daniel Quinn, so, yeah, they're still on ice. But we'll see. This is the last Dan. I'm going to highlight y'all later. Peace.